Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Welcome to Court Radio. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host. Every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. where we tackle the legal issues of the day and those that are important to you. Simply give us a call at 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal in Philly. Welcome to the show, folks. And I have my usual suspects in the courtroom today. We have suspects this morning, huh? <laughs> we are today, Dean. Before we were the jury. We now, were the jury. You know, now we're the suspects. I'm changing my name to Kaiser Sosa. <laughs> we have Manny Manuel Glenn. Present. Sarah O. Present. And Eric Tactics Jackson. In the building, but not 21. <laughs> okay, that went over my head. Oh, no, the school. The school. Oh, yeah, oh, get it. In the right. building, but the, one of the schools is called Building, building 21. 21. Good yeah. one, Tech. Right. I have, I have, uh, I have uh, headphone issues today. Yeah, they're good. Just don't move your hand. Just hold the button there and you'll be fine. <laughs> cool. oh, hold, okay. that, hold that head steady. <laughs> hold it steady. Steady. Yes, she goes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have legal problems, if you've got something that... You really would like to go in and talk to somebody about, well, now's your chance to do it, and do it for free. Mm. Yeah. Man, Manuel likes the, you, you got the finger point free. Yes. Emphasis. 215-227-2727. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, did anybody see the Inquirer this morning? Uh, there are now security robots. At Lowe's stores. Stop. Yes. Little egg-shaped robots that hover around on the exterior of the store and can image you with sonar, LIDAR, radar, I don't know, some DAR. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and can detect things under your clothes okay, that nah. don't belong there. No, this ain't going to work. <laughs> I can see the photos on social media now, the lawsuits, the conspiracy. I got cancer from a robot at Lowe's. Sales are... Di- no, I'm not feeling it. Dude. We're not going to get away with um, getting that grill under your shirt. Huh? Nah, you can't get that, that lawn that- tool out now. <laughs> mm. right. we, can't, we can't steal the hose. That, that gallon of paint tactic. We ain't going to get it. We ain't going to get it through. Mm. Mm, mm. Really? What do you feel about that? Seriously, what do you feel about it? I mean, I think. Oh, and also, mm -hmm. if you've been like, let's say you've been a a problem for the store, you you've uh, you know uh, rocked the boat, so to speak, and they said, hey, you're you're forbidden from coming back to the store. (gasps) It will detect 
people who have been alert, alert, <laughs> danger, him. danger, Will Robinson, Stop. danger. Really? You will be, you will be identified and tossed. See, I'm sorry. I'm a fan of AI. Yeah. I am. I, I talk. You know. Yeah. All right. And I know when, if if the day ever comes where we're going to be batteries, I'd rather be a pet than a battery. I think that there are times when just because we can do something, we shouldn't. I think we're starting to go over the top with this type of thing because it won't stop there. There are going to be mistakes made. There are going to be glitches. People are going to be mistakenly accused of stuff they haven't done. There will be lawsuits, which, of course, will help you and benefit you. So how do you feel? But that's how I – whenever you start anything new, you got to work the bugs out first. And then those bugs are going to be costly. Like, well, how's it going to distinguish a pregnant woman from ah, somebody who has something under their shirt? Yeah. Um, Ooh. Mm. Good one. That's what I'm here for, guys. Mm. No, it, it's probably possible. They can probably de- de- detect, like, human tissue versus some, Oh, you know, it's probably. 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 Ka-ching. Keep going. Um, and they could build into its database also prejudices and biases. <laughs> stop. No. Stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was the first thing I thought about. It'll yeah. be just like the police. Uh, black guy, stop him. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. It could be. There you go. I mean, the machines are what you know what we are. I guess to some extent, you know, our own prejudices and biases could be. But in any event, I'm just bringing it up. I don't want to devote the show to it, but it is happening. Right. South Philly Lowe's. Yeah, that's the one. That's one of the four mm. Lowe's. Oh, stores. I gotta go check this out. Yeah, I will. It, I'm, well, I'm down there. Uh, no, no, get us video. Get yeah. a vi- I will. I'm gonna try to take a t- some toothpaste or a battery or something. No, don't take, <laughs> anything. don't take anything. Just, no, 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 no. Don't double no. just scope it out. No. Just scope. Don't just test scope the out. system. Yeah. See, you got no, my no. back. Dean, you have my back, though. I, easy. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a test. It's an I, experiment. I see you bent over a car <laughs> with your cheek in the uh, in the With fender. your card in my hand. <laughs> Assuming the position. Yeah. All right, let me just say this. On that vein, quickly. Yes. Uh, car manufacturers now want to put in a device that if you owe money, if you're in arrears, if you, it, it, it will beep, and it'll come tow your car right away. Yeah. It will beep. It, it like, will. Beep, it, beep. It, it, it you're, will. You're late on your payment. Beep beep. And they're coming to get you. Well, or you go to turn it on. It won't turn on. Something. You know, and it says vehicle locked until you make a payment. All right, well, so the got- repo man comes and snatches your car up, but we find that it was just a glitch between the information from your bank going to your well, blah, blah, blah. Well, technically, the repo man doesn't have to come anymore. They've eliminated that job because if your car can't start, it's not going anywhere. That's true. Right. Just come over with a tow truck. I is, mean, that's what the whole AI thing is about. It's just about, you know, okay. minimizing We're some of go this, too far with this. this detail. Well, on the other hand, um, I was late on every payment I ever made to anybody <laughs> just because I was busy. You know, I was just busy. Like, I understand. You know, I'm sure you do. Yeah. And, um, and then the greatest thing in the world was automatic payments. I just, mm. you know, as long as there was, you know, cash in the bank, the, the, the payment was going to get made. It wasn't ever an issue that I didn't have. Well, I won't say never. It was primarily not an issue I didn't have the money. It was I got busy. And now that's taking care of that problem. And I'm, you know, timely paid on every bill. So, um, you know, there are bad things about advances about AI and automatic things that happen. Um, But the car payment issue, uh, listen, I can see where you have an expectation when you come out of a store that you're going to get into your car, but if that 
if, if the it, moment it can happen when any time yeah, of day, yeah, anywhere, and, he, and you're stuck somewhere and you're in danger because you don't have your car, I don't see that as being a good thing. And I think that you know possibly that's that that could result in some maybe secondary. Uh, liability to the to the folks who are implementing that. Let's put it that way. What happened? We were leaving the, the, the cemetery from the funeral procession, and suddenly the car wouldn't start. Right. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can sue for mental anguish. Because that's what it turns into. Yeah. Because, you know, definitely, you know, you're like, oh, my God, you're amped up and... Yeah. Maybe. Who maybe. Knows? Who knows? And speaking yeah. of anguish, Dean, uh, there's anguish. a... Uh, Hair relaxer suit taking place. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know um, if you're listening uh, for the first time in a few weeks. You should you should know, folks, that we are my firm and myself are actively involved in the litigation involving hair relaxers, uh, L'Oreal, Clairol, Revlon, all of these companies that manufactured hair relaxer chemicals um, and marketed them to the community um, have responsibility. Because it has been determined that hair relaxer used just a handful of times a year uh, over at least a five-year period uh, will cause an increase, a double the risk of cancer uh, for uterine cancer, endometrial cancer, cervical, uh, cervical cancers, um, all the, these uh, cancers that are related to your hormonal system. So when there's when the hormones hormones are out of whack, um, it opens you up to being more susceptible to these cancers. And that's kind of the, the method it works. Um, and the manufacturers um, knew or should have known that these products were a danger and they didn't warn anybody. In fact, they continue to market and, and market strenuously in the African-American community and all the way down to young, young girls. Um, and so it's not unusual for us to hear from our clients that they were on it from the time that they were eight or nine or 10 years old. For decades and um, and have had fibroids um, that's the other thing is that in addition to cancer it causes it's shown fibroid to cause tumors. fibroid tumors and those fibroid tumors are leading to hysterectomies and so um, and you 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 may have suffered with it your whole life and never mm -hmm. understood why 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 and here it is it's been determined to be related to and directly caused by the use of hair relaxers. The largest lawsuit ever to affect the black community. In <clears throat> ever in, in one month that we've been um, notifying the public about this connection. In one month, we have over seventy-five signed clients by the firm, and um, and their cases are being investigated now. Um, and listen, a lot of times we talk about statutes of limitation, and you might have had this problem for decades, and you think, well, I didn't do anything, and Dean talks about a two-year statute of limitation, so I guess I can't do anything. Wrong. That's correct. That's correct. Um, you are absolutely eligible to bring this claim, even if you had a hysterectomy 20 years ago, even if you suffered with cancer 15 or 20 or 25 years ago. It don't because matter. there is a 
uh, an exception to the general rule, and and the statute is frozen in time if you had no reason to know that the product you were using is connected to the disease you had. And now that we are advertising, and you do know that now, now the statute begins to run, and you have only two years from now. And so it is important that you get in early and, and pursue your claim so that we can begin an exhaustive investigation. It's going to take time. This does not happen overnight. So I, I, I urge you, if you're, if you're listening and you have suffered with any of these cancers or the fibroids leading to hysterectomy, call us today, 215-227-2727. It's absolutely in your best interest. And no matter what happens, there will be no fees charged to any client unless we make a recovery for you. And this is a recovery. This is not like, you know, give me, um, you know, a, a, a coupon for, a, you know, no. a, a haircut or this something. This is huge. Yeah. The, 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 the damages will be based upon the injuries you sustain. The more significant the injury, the more significant the damages you've Look at the phone's lighting up. See? 215-227-2727. Your billboard is the most distinctive billboard I've ever seen on the expressway heading down to South Philadelphia. It stands out because they're all, the, all of you guys got it, but yours says, whoa. It makes you go, whoa, I didn't think about that. I'm telling you, folks, ladies, I've been a black man all my life. I've been married. I've been divorced. I've dated black women all my life. This has always been an issue with you. I was a hairstylist. Dean hairstylist background. We know that of which we speak. This will be and is shaping up to be the largest lawsuit ever to affect and benefit the black community. You better call. Call. You know, I did. You're right. I grew up in a beauty shop. Because yes. Both mom and dad were beauticians and um, and I can smell those chemicals. I can smell them right <laughs> now. They right never here. leave. Don't do yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, all right. In any event, that's that's what's going on in in hair relaxers at my Philly lawyer this week. Um, and and again, um, we we were a little behind the eight ball when we started because we weren't prepared for mm. the volume of folks who this affected. Mm. Um, we are all caught up, and and you will hear from somebody um, the same day, if not the same uh, hour that you called. And we'll get back to you. We will get the information we need. We will send DocuSign forms to you on your phone. You'll be able to be signed up right from the comfort of your own home. Um, and Can't make it any easier. Yeah. AI, look at that. There you go. Well, yeah. Uh, Can't make it any easier than that. I, I, that was a pandemic. <laughs> it forced us. It forced us. A pandemic forced us. All right. Um, we have some, some uh, news Top with regard news. to uh, this Philadelphia school district. Three schools in Philadelphia are now closed due to asbestos. Simon Gratz High School, uh, Mastery Charter, Gratz Prep Middle School, and a building and Building 21 on West Oak Lane, all closed due to asbestos. Um, and Superintendent Dr. Tony Watlington said Tuesday that officials with the school district of Philadelphia knew about asbestos dangers inside West Oak Lane's Building 21, for about two years. Uh, we're not sure how large of an area or how many square feet this involves. We don't know for sure how we can tell you that the lack of knowledge on our part is due to the historic underfunding of schools and the repairing of schools in the district. You know, when I went to school, I was a Philadelphia school prodigy. Um, <laughs> 
That's just a joke because yeah, I was yeah. far from a prodigy. Remedial was? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Bat the sweat hogs, right? Yeah. Not I was, that bad. I was the bottom quintuplet of the... Uh, <laughs> of the school uh, graduating class. I bloomed, but it took uh, all the way to law school to bloom. Wow. Yeah. But it happens. It does. It, you know, Give up on I was a, a, a late bloomer. Um, in any event, I went to school in Philadelphia, and all the schools I went to were built in the 50s Phew. or earlier. And they were old when I was going to school, you know, and uh, they're really old now. And they're falling apart. And uh, if you know anything about asbestos, as it ages, it becomes more and more volatile because it breaks up and enters the atmosphere as it dries out. Um, and a lot of times there are pipes wrapped with asbestos. You remember um, hearing about a lot of lawsuits about this? Uh, you, you know, there was there are certain lawyers who graduated law school, got into the asbestos game, mm. and never left. Never it. left. And they're retired now by, you know, decades. Wow. So. This has been going on for a long, long time. It would explain a lot if, I mean, like you said, when we went to school, those buildings were. I, saw, I remember, if, I, I can still see the fallout shelter signs that we used yep, to see yep. going down <laughs> in the basement. Remember yes. those? Um, yeah. They were old then. So, my God, think of the repercussions of what folks have been dealing with all these years. Uh, some of the, maybe the illnesses that they didn't know. Well, the, two, the two illnesses that come from asbestos is lung cancer and, and mesothelioma. I've been saying those commercials forever. Yeah. yeah. And and so, it, you know, if you suffer with those uh, d- diseases um, and you weren't sure what the connection is, perhaps now you are more certain about it. If you grew up in the Philadelphia school district. Smoking in the boys' room. Yeah. Then keep teachers' lounge. Yeah. <laughs> the fire tower. Yeah. Did, yeah, did all was, of that. Yeah. <laughs> me as well. Me as well. Um, well when I was there, because, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was important to have often have breaks from school, which required you to go uh, with your friends to uh, McDonald's or the hot shops mm. and uh, have a hot shops. That, that brings you back a minute. <laughs> Wow, did, did you ever go to the hot shop? I heard of it. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel older than you now. You're not, but still, <laughs> you're taking me back, man. I remember the crossing guards with just the white belts and not the orange, the red, and the other colorful. Well, what belts. was the kids called? There were crossing guards, but there were the what, what, oh, the safety, the safeties. We, we safety was, I was a safety. I was, right. I was a safety. That yeah. was a big deal. Absolutely, <laughs> I was packing. <laughs> I was strapped. <laughs> Well, you had that strap, you, you know. Had the white, you yeah. had the belt. That was a big deal, yeah. man. Yeah. Shucks. I love being a safety. You had, you just, you I could know. picture you as a safety. I was a safety. Oh, and then we all got to yell, off, dude, at the same time. It was a big deal, man. Oh, uh, Lord. We're, 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 we're dating I ourselves. Yeah. 215-227-2727. Let's talk to Leonard from North Philly. Line 5, Eric. Hi, morning, Leonard. Leonard. Welcome to the show. How you do? Uh, we're well, thanks. What's going on? I'm nothing but the rent. Right about that. <laughs> I was calling the son of men that had processes in the day. Process. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's there has been no known connection between any diseases. That men have no cervical, no prostate. Well, they don't no have no they don't prostate. No, right, exactly. Prostate, yeah. prostate possibly? Uh, no. Okay. Mm. There's no uptick in, in that I'm aware of at this time, Leonard, 
for men. It's strictly women who are suffering with the consequences. I knew this would come up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Leonard, uh, you can you know, rest assured at this point. But if there, if there is a connection discovered, you'll hear it first here at My Philly Lawyer. Okay, that'd be great because there's a lot of men have process and hair relaxes. Yeah, right. yeah. How, yep. Le- Leonard? Can I ask you how old are you? I'm seventy-six. Yeah, yeah man. Leonard conked that hair. That's so <laughs> No, he conked that hair. <laughs> what? What's hair conking? Tell him, Leonard. Leonard, what's hair conking? Um, no. Well, well, it was like um, I think Johnson Johnson had a hair relaxer. It was a product. Oh, if your hair is short and nappy, Conkaline will make you happy. Wow. <laughs> oh my lord, that's a real thing. Wow, Conkaline. Mm-hmm. All right, Leonard, thank you so much for calling us. Have a great Saturday. Oh, we do thank. See what you learn hanging around us, dude. Conkaline. <laughs> it's like hair conk. What's like amazing a... is that you always like know the tagline, the little ditty. You've got it in your brain. It's amazing. That's the point of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's called advertising. Advertising Adver- is marketing. not wasted on Mr. Glenn. What can I tell you? Line two, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to Court Radio. Hi. How you doing? Hi, Kathy. We are well, thank Hi. you. I got a question. I had a hysterectomy in 2019. I've had hair relaxers on my hair. I've had perms on my hair. Would perms do that too? No. 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 Not because you're using the word perm probably not in the right way, not in the way that I know it. Perms were to make your hair curly, relaxers made it straight. So if you used a product that straightened your hair, then you are potentially a client if you've had a hysterectomy if on the other hand it was to make your hair curly then the answer is no no i had him for straightening my hair too okay then if you had it for straightening a typical exposure that that could affect you would be four to five times per year over a five-year period if your use was just a you know intermittent occasional use once a year, did it for a few times, then no, it's not probably the reason for your fibroids. If the use, however, is like, as I say, you know, and the, the common thing was to Every use Every six it, to eight weeks. Exactly. And so people were using it way more than four times a year, but four to five times is the cutoff for us and a use that extends beyond five years. Um, other than fibroids and cancer, are there, is there any other condition that a woman would suffer from using hair relaxers? Uh, not that is of any significance. So you're, you know, there's there's endless probably um, causes for your whatever disease you suffer, but. If you used it four to five times a year over a five-year period, then your risk of getting these cancers or the fibroids leading to hysterectomy is double the risk of anybody else who's never used it. And that's the key here is responsibility comes when there's a significant uptick in a disease that you can show a causal connection between that and the product you use. I have a question. Yeah. How do you show that you've used it as frequently? As frequently. Okay. The answer is 
many ways. It could be just simply testimony. It's okay. uh, your family members who can uh, corroborate your okay. usage. It's photos. Think about this. If I see a photo of a young black girl who's got perfectly poker straight hair and we see those photos over the course of a year, and we know the product only lasts a certain period of time. So your old photos are going to be really key here. Mm. Um, and you're going to want to show, you know, preserve those and photos. And prom photos. Yeah. Mm. And so, School dance. A, exactly. And, and, you know, Christmas job, photos, job, whatever. Right. The concert. <clears throat> right. So, you know, that came from Dean Weitzman, by the way. That was all, all me. Yeah. All yeah. 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 Um, so we're 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 involved in the litigation. We're developing the um, the, the the theories and, mm -hmm. and the answers to the questions you have, right? Um, because you are my jury. <laughs> um, right, can I ask another question, completely off topic? topic? Absolutely. I I had, but um, you have to pay for this question. Do I? <laughs> Cash app, uh, Cash app, uh, my Philly <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now, I guess I ain't asking it. <laughs> Go ahead, dear, please. No, we got you. Go ahead. Um, in uh, 2020, when COVID hit, yep. my retina and my eye detached. And I just learned the other day from my regular eye doctor who diagnosed me that Will's Eye Hospital delayed seeing me. They were very hesitant on seeing me to perform the surgery that should be performed right away, which could have prevented a lot of stuff that I went through and my vision get being as bad as it is right now. Um, I know it's over two years, mm. but would COVID come into play with that? No. I can possibly go after them? No. COVID won't come into play um, uh, because... In, there were statutes that were enacted that protected hospitals and doctors for errors made as a result of or due to COVID. And so that that's going to pose a unique problem. Um, the delay is something that you knew. Um, you know, now you may not have known uh, the consequences that could have been caused by the delay. It's possible that there's still a window of opportunity, but probably not. Um, and so, but again, you know, when, how long was that delay? Two days. Two days. Um, the, You're supposed to do it immediately. Uh, I understand. And, and now there's going to be the issue of, causation um you you what you said was the 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 issues i had to live through or deal with or the consequences were probably due to the delay um that that would have to be within a reasonable degree of medical certainty the delay caused you to suffer these problems so a basically the eye doctor that diagnosed her afterwards has to fortify yeah. that that delay was the cause was the cause yeah that everything that she's suffering with was caused simply by that two-day delay and right. that's that's a window that's very slim to try to get through um because two days 48 hours hole. i had a macular hole a couple months later and had to have another surgery but that surgery was put off for a whole month so now you have two delays. You have the first. You got the first delay of two days. Then you got a month delay. And again, 
you know, any any time that we try to prove that some negligence, in this case a delay, was the cause of your problem, we need to have doctors who will support that mm-hmm. uh, conclusion uh, within a reasonable degree of medical certainty. Um, it doesn't sound promising to me, but on the other hand, in order to fully understand whether you have a claim or not, like anybody else who's listening today, you need to reach out to the firm during the week. And then they, we, you know, if we're interested in pursuing the claim, we order the medical records, we have them analyzed by doctors and we can get you the answers to your problem. We can get you the answers you're looking for, whether that was or wasn't caused by the delay. Um, And with that, Kathy, uh, I'm going to have to leave you, but I hope that I was of some help. Have a great Saturday. Oh, it's my pleasure. Keep listening. Folks, we're going to take a quick two-minute break while our sponsors have their way with you, and we'll be back. If you've got a legal issue, 215-227-2727, call it right now. We'll get you on the air right after this break. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal answers. Here's more court radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Whoa, whoa, blown away. Good morning. I'm Dean Weitzman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you rushing the day already, bro? Easy. (laughs) Go ahead. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. That's Manny Manuel Glenn, Eric Tactics Jackson. Your whole legal crew is here for Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., and we look forward to taking your calls. 215-227-2727. The number for Court Radio Saturday mornings and the number for my Philly lawyer all week long. I just want you folks to know that when we're off the air, we're not texting each other, talking about you, calling you names, disrespecting you, uh, making fun of you and the things you believe in. And, and, and I just want to know, Dean, if your clients saw text messages between you and Sal and some of the other attorneys that they just thought they were all idiots and fools. Right. If your clients found out that under deposition after a subpoena that <laughs> in a court, you said, well, most of the stuff we've been telling them has all been lies and phony just to get some money, just to get paid. None of that stuff was true. If your clients found that out, how long would your business last? I would hope it would last days um, because if I'm being disingenuous, if, I, if I'm telling you to your face I care about you and I care about your claim and mm. I, and I want to work hard to make sure that you're compensated, that, you're, <clears throat> that you get the answers that you deserve, but on the backside I am mocking you. Laughing. Um, that to me goes to, <clears throat> goes to the very makeup, the very character of who – I am. And if my character is not important to someone. But you're making a lot of money, Dean. Yeah. No. Well, you know, a sorry letter fixes everything. No, you know it does ask, ask the Mexican cartel. A sorry letter just Ooh. fixes everything. Did yeah. you hear about that story? No. But let me just finish with this. So, <laughs> so My head's spinning. My I, question simply is. I feel is, like the exorcist right we now. We now know that Ox News has been doing just that to its subscribers, lying and making fun of them. And I am convinced, because you asked me this as we met in the parking lot right. and headed up here, I am convinced that they will not lose any listeners because... The, and I don't get that. Not uh, one. The listeners are... They have an opinion about things in the world, and all they want is an affirmation of their opinion. They do not care if it's true or not. Mm -hmm. They will excuse it. They will say, what about the, you know, or I'm going to get the same from CNN, or uh, they will come up with, they will they will come with, uh, up with some type of explanation why they can continue to listen. Who said there was a sucker born every minute? Uh, Ringling Brothers, well, Barnum. Bar Barnum and Barnum. Bailey. It's Barnum. like it's it's the old traveling salesman and the farmer's daughter. It's it's the he's a Bible salesman, but the next morning you, he's in the barn with the daughter, and six months later she's pregnant. But he was such a nice guy. I, he conned you. You've been conned, folks, and you don't care. No, I don't you know, get it. You know, it's funny. Like you know, I I do watch Mars a couple times, and um, he mentioned he he, he mentioned the fact that progressives and, and liberals, we always try to tell people you vote against your best interests and that we can just keep explaining it, but that doesn't work because they're going to believe whatever they're going to believe and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. I don't understand. And you don't understand it, and it's not even meant for you to understand. In order to be affected by that, they have to be willing to change how they think because in order to be incredulous to be uh, angry you have to you have to acknowledge to yourself that the way you were thinking was wrong 
and that you've been taken advantage of by the system. Pride. And and you know that doesn't happen often. Mm. You, you yeah. gotta you gotta you gotta move somebody. You gotta you gotta get them to wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I've been this MAGA maniac for you know the last five or six years, and it's all nonsense. They've been feeding me lies. And I, I am now thinking that I've been thinking the wrong way for the last five or six years. There aren't very many people who have the capacity and the heart to have that strong conversation with themselves. Right. I'm, and then, I'm sorry. And then when, you, when you're in what is called almost like a cult. You need to you're be in, you, you're you, in you, that you, group. You need to be deprogrammed, right? And you need a meeting. You need you need to get to a meeting. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. Wow, deep right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back because we got to get to the phone. I'm gonna go wait for you. You'll get this. Remember the movie Some Like It Hot? No. Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, dressed as women, hiding from uh, the mob. Okay, yes. At the very end, because Joey Brown has been chasing Daphne, Jack Lemmon, all throughout the movie, he thinks she's a woman. At the very end, she goes, "Oh, I'm a man," and he goes. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> right. There you go. Is that, is That's that it. bad? Yeah. Because <laughs> he ha- he would have to have acknowledged that he was interested in a man the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Come on. This, this is terrible. It it really goes to the uh, the fundamental core of our being. Do we have the capacity to change? Do we have the capacity yes. to say we were wrong? I would like to believe so, but you know, uh, it, it's 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 few and far between. It's like getting your heart broken. You, the woman has cheated on you. Now you've seen it. Now, okay, it's over. I, it's like not being able to get over that. At some point, you do move on. You have to come to the realization you were cheated on. You were lied to. They don't yeah. love you, right? Yeah. But some dudes be stalking. So it, it takes. <laughs> listen, it takes. Hey. Sometimes it takes a lifetime to come to that hey. realization. Mm. And right now, half there's the too many, well, not half. <laughs> a third. A third. A third. And that's what gives me hope. There's two-thirds of us who are cool. Who did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right? And oh, as long as there's man. two-thirds of us that are cool, then we probably will continue to have elections that aren't as painful as the one um, on that morning of November 2016. <sighs> Still, don't yeah. believe your lying eyes. <laughs> I was crying. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. Let's take some callers. We have uh, Delva from Brookhaven, line one. We did. I want to just read what Delva said. Delva wants to correct me <clears throat> oh. about a quote perm and hair relaxer. Okay, she says the box says permanent hair relaxer. That's what I thought. True. Well, let me just say this. As I grew up in a beauty shop, and I, I just I want to say that uh, when you were talking about hair relaxer, you were talking about straightener, and when you were talking about getting it curly, you were talking about a perm. Okay. Now they might, you know, they now, might, they might both they be use the, if they use the same product to get that effect. Though it's the same. Do you need? Hydrochloride, sodium hydrochloride, to get the curl to stay wrapped around the curler. Is that what it does? What, keep, what keeps it wrapped? What keeps in that curly state? Not sure. But we do know that if it started out short and kinky at, at where character begins off, off the sebum in your scalp, if you have, you have to straighten that with the lie. That, that has to be straightened in order to do anything else to the hair. That, that kink has to be taken out. So if that's the procedure, then they have a case, right? Uh, not sure. Okay. Not sure. We'll find out. We will. Damn right. All right. But I can tell you this. 
neither one of them are permanent. <laughs> <laughs> they ought to call it a temporary. Yeah, yeah I know. A temp. A temp. Yeah, a temp. Dorothy, Philly, line three. Eric, hi, Dorothy. Welcome to the show. Yes, hi. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to you. Yes, hi. I want to ask a question about guardianship in Philadelphia. Sure. Because I have a mother that's in a nursing home, and I'm having a really hard time getting guardianship for my mother. I've been everywhere, senior law, community legal services. I've even called the Bar Association, and, what's, and I'm what, not understanding. What, let me ask you the question. What, what's the issue? What, what have they – why haven't they been able to help you, to your understanding? Yeah. I don't understand my my reason for wanting to have guardianship and the reason why I have to have guardianship is because I know for sure that my mother's being overly medicated at the nursing home. She's being abused and she's being isolated in is, the room. Is is, so, is mom in your opinion is mom currently incompetent? Does she not know her loved ones? Does she not know like the daily news and what's going on, um, is she capable, in, incapable of making decisions for herself legally? Yes. Then you need to get not only a lawyer, but a doctor. You need a doctor who will prepare a report saying that mom has become incompetent and cannot make decisions, important life decisions on her own. That requires a hear that requires a hearing. It requires the filing of a petition in a court. Um and uh -huh. it, and, and it requires, unfortunately, money on your end. But I think what she's saying is she's incompetent because she's being over medicated. Well, I don't mm. know. Is it exactly. it's a temporary incompetence? So that you believe if she no. if she were not overly medicated that she would be fine? Yes. Exactly. And and the medical reports are there. I tried to get the discharge papers and the medical records from Einstein from where she was released this last day at um, where she was being taken from Einstein Medic Einstein Hospital, the emergency room. I'm unable to get medical records from any of the hospitals here in Philadelphia. Sure. She's Big been to all of them. Right. And, and you, you and highlight, of course you can't because they're her medical records and you don't have a power of attorney, mm. a simple power of attorney. And listen, if, if mom is competent, then you can have her sign a power of attorney mm. and you can get any records you want. If mom is incompetent, then you have to file a petition with the court to have her declared incompetent. Um, and if she's incompetent because of meds, but she's always on those meds, then she's always incompetent. And you should be able to file a petition. But again, it costs money. It requires an attorney. It requires a doctor to provide a report. You know, you could bring an independent doctor into the nursing home who can then do an evaluation of mom and then, and then support your theory that she's currently incompetent. And with his or her testimony, as well as the uh, you know uh, assistance of a, an attorney, you'd file this petition, and the court would then hear your case. So it can be done, um, but it, it's not an easy fix because you haven't gotten the easy fix. Is 
when mom was competent, as as our parents age, we as their potential or potential caretakers should be coming to my office to talk to Saul to get a power of attorney. And mm. that way, when you when your loved one slides in from competency to incompetency, you've got the paperwork necessary to step in and handle it for them. And that that's just a couple hundred dollars to have a power of attorney prepared versus maybe many thousands of dollars to bring mom into a courtroom and have her declared incompetent. Certainly easier yeah. early on. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Dorothy. Take care. Have a great day. I just think about how often that goes on and for, for real, on purpose. They keep you incompetent with medication. Yeah. That happens. That's got to happen a lot. So that sounds like a movie. It does, but I'm saying it, it, they, they come from somewhere, these ideas. Let's talk to George, line five. Oh, boy. Taking my chance. Hey, Manny, how ah. you doing? Hey. It's George. George, we're going to uh, – we have a 180-second, a, a three-minute limit for uh, callers. <laughs> Go. George, did you get a hair conk? Did, did you get a hair conk? Did you get your hair conk, George? Fried, dyed, laid to the side. Fried, dilated to the side. Fried, dyed, laid to the side. Oh, oh, oh well, man. you know, I, I can't do none of that. <laughs> Fried, dyed, laid to the side. I can't do any of that. Uh, Dean, Manny, you know, I, I really called after I heard about the thing about, you know, the robots and uh, yep. robots all and all that. Yeah. But you know that they got a thing that they don't prosecute unless the theft is over $1,000. Uh, now you're talking about our, our district attorney and and the the fact that uh, he's not pursuing smaller claims. Oh, that, is oh, that what that, this is? That, yeah. Oh, okay. He, he pivoted. George, you <laughs> just good, pivoted. George. That was a good pivot. Yeah, um, yeah. And and obviously you're not a fan of that, I would presume. No, no, because you see him walking right out the store with under $1,000. And they told us, yo, man, it's under stack. And he, you know, because they can't, and they some rules they got, but you got to also realize every since the outlaw came here, when that riot went on, the city had to pay out all that money with the rioters. The the insurance companies went after them and told them that you know they didn't try to protect anything, and the city had to pay out millions of dollars in claims. I listen. That you're not going to get you're not going to get a fight from me. I I absolutely, George, agree that um, you know. Not prosecuting what what was considered small property claims is bad for Philadelphia in every way, shape, and form, and it makes people feel unsafe. And you, uh, you know, and it makes store owners um, really have to get in and protect their property now because the city's not going to prosecute these claims, and maybe that protection goes overboard. Um, it's it's just a big big problem, and not just in Philly, but you look around the country. And, you know, this is one of those things that the MAGA people would say, well, in Republican-run uh, cities, that doesn't happen. Well, That's and a even lie. Big, even big <laughs> ticket stores, when they really focus on loss prevention, that, you know, they bring up that fact on whether they even want to stay in Philadelphia. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so for a lot of reasons, uh, I think the pendulum has swung too far um, now. How they prosecute them, what the consequences are, um, I think is something to talk about. Right. You know, I'm not a guy who says, you know, lock them up and throw away the key. Um, I'm the guy who has a carrot and a stick and say, this is 
inappropriate, unacceptable behavior. And if you, you know, don't do X, Y, or Z, or you do this again, this is what's going to happen. And But if you go volunteer at that store and put in, you know, 50 hours of community service, your record will be cleared and nobody will ever know you did that. So, again, I, I, I don't – that requires money, though. It requires right. money for the district attorney's office to have a whole team of people who are, you know, involved in community service and, and making sure that these folks who have engaged in this ridiculous behavior um, actually pay a consequence – in the form of the community service, and they don't have the money for that. The police don't have the money for that, so it goes back to the politicians. Instead of, you know, lock them up and throw away the key philosophy, let's spend money to um, have these programs where people can earn their way out of their bad behavior. Uh, George, thanks for bringing up a great topic. Talk to you tomorrow morning, George. And have a great Saturday. <laughs> Public safety officers. We just got 12 of them, right? We, yeah. We found the money for that, right? What is a public safety officer? Uh, parking authority <laughs> reps oh. without the ticket books. <laughs> pretty uh, much. Oh, they pretty ap- much. That they, really is. Are they like the apologists for kind the- of sort of? They're the intermediaries. Hey, the cops didn't come for this. They didn't come, but we're here. Why are you parked like this? Yeah, it, it, that's it's twelve of them. <sighs> Thank you, Councilman. I was Clark. just talking to somebody who works at the parking authority. He'll remain nameless. A friend mm-hmm. of mine. Um, and uh, he he had to go ticket like a whole block of cars that mm. were illegally parked. Mm. Um, and um, <laughs> folks came out and tried to you know attack him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know where does that go? Then you just assaulted a parking authority officer. You gonna end up in jail? I, I, I'm gonna say this, Dean. I mean, you know, it's dumb. It's just people, dumb. <laughs> just put. You know, I, you're right. You got you got to control your emotions. But if people have been beat up and killed over parking spaces, what do you think they'll do over their car? Constant ticketing, cars getting towed, the anxiety of worrying if you have to move your car every two hours, if you're going to get a ticket because there was no place else to park, so you decided to park on the sidewalk. You don't know if the parking authority is going to do. Folks are getting fed up, man. Listen, you're sending these people out to maybe potential harm. There's consequences for your behavior. And, oh, true. And and there's consequences that far outweigh the the trouble of moving your car. You know, it, it's this. It's it, 2 a.m. You worked a it, long shift. Now you got to get up because every two hours you got to move your car. You can't get any sleep. Now you're yeah, full of anxiety yeah, and you're yeah. irritated. Yes, and and fit and the parking authority like yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all yeah. keep thinking this yeah, is a game. Yeah yeah yeah. You parking authority. They're going next. I'll tell you what's going to come next. Parking authority agents are going to be armed. Well, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Okay. Um, but you never know. Folks, we have breaks in this show. We only have two, and we've come upon our second break. We'll be back in two minutes. If you have that legal pressing issue, 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, 
We will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman good morning and welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host of court radio every saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m we discuss the nations and the areas pressing legal issues every Saturday. If you have questions or you just want to get a little legal education, this is the place to hang out every Saturday. Give us a call, 215-227-2727. Let's go to Denise on line one. Eric, hi, Denise. Welcome to Court Radio. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Um, okay. Um, I have a concern, complaint, and a problem in regards to my colonoscopy I had done November the 31st. Yep. This is not the first colonoscopy I have had done. I'm 65 years old. Uh-huh. But this particular time, um, after the procedure, I was left with a lot of abdominal pain. And the doctor that did it, I asked him, why am I in so much pain? And he said during the colonoscopy, somewhere along the line, I was cut. And they had to put a clip in me to stop the bleeding. So my question was, what side was it on? He said it was on the right side. But a lot of my pain is on the left side. So while I went in his uh, office for a follow-up from the procedure, and he showed me the uh, colonoscopy picture of what was done, that scar is on the left side. So when I questioned him in regards to why is the scar on the left side, and you said it was cut on the right side, 
uh, then he turned the screen around and said, well, that's not important right now. Let's just try to find out what is going on with the abdominal pain that you're having. And um, he's ordered a, um, a procedure where I swallowed a capsule with a camera in it. Uh-huh. So that way he can see the functions going on in my stomach. I did that procedure. And then when I went back to find out about the results, he said to me that the camera was to show the uh, liver, the kidney, and the bladder. He, I said, okay, so what did you find with those areas that you just said? He said, well, the only thing we found is iron deficiency, and you don't have that. But let, let me, let, Denise, 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 let me just stop you. Let me stop you for a second. All right, sit back and listen. If you think that you have a problem with a doctor who performed a procedure and you're upset and you're in pain and you want answers, perhaps, Denise, it's best if you go to a different doctor. Because, you know, it's like asking the fox to, you know, Mm -hmm. take care of the hen house. Um, What do you, you know, what would you hope to have the doctor do? Uh, Sit back and say, you know what, Denise, I, I messed up and I... I caused you all this pain and suffering. Chances are he or she is not going to be as objective as you need them to be in this instance. And I would say, and and guess what, Denise, time ticks by. So in the six months since your colonoscopy, you've got now only 18 months to pursue a claim for medical malpractice. Denise, my best advice to you is to get a second opinion on this issue and go to a different GI specialist, a completely different practice, and try to get some answers to your problem. Because at some point, you're going to need to know that what you're, what you claim you're, or what you are experiencing was caused by the negligence of the first physician. And for that, you need a medical opinion. Um, and it's not impossible to get. Doctors will show you why you're in pain, and if it's related to the prior procedure, they'll tell you that. Um, and so that's what you need to do first and foremost. G- you know, get yourself a second opinion, and if that opinion points the finger at the first procedure and at some negligence that that doctor... And remember, sometimes... There are risks of a procedure. It, that colonoscopy might be done the same way and get the same results 99% of the time, but 1% of the time it nicks somebody because your anatomy is different than everybody else's and therefore things happen. And so it doesn't. It may even be caused by that. doesn't mean that whatever that doctor did was necessarily negligence. But again, if you want an answer to what's going on, it's my best advice for you to get a second opinion and then you'll have, you know, an independent opinion on what's going on. Okay, I have an appointment coming up for that. I did. Um, All right, so let's, let's get, uh, and hopefully it's with a, it's a fresh doctor, fresh set of eyes, and let's get, let's get an answer. And then once you have that answer, you can feel free to circle back to my Philly lawyer, and we'll be happy to take a look at the potential claim uh, if there is one. But again... You know, risk of the procedure is not something that is just a meaningless statement. It's it's real, and you have to show that the, that this is beyond a risk of the procedure, that this fell into a deviation from the standard of care that's unacceptable. Denise, have a great Saturday. We'll, I, I hope you'll circle back with us and um, let us know how things went with your new opinion. 
I sure will. Thank you so much, and y'all have a blessed day. You, you as well. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. If you were not able to get your question answered or if you're calling about hair relaxers and you want to jump on the litigation that we're involved in, uh, feel free to call us after the show closes down. Uh, Is that any day of the week, by the way? Every day of the week. What time of day? Does it matter? Uh, yeah, it, 24 hours a day, Stop. seven days a week. Really? We have a team of people who are answering the phones and getting us in real-time emails. So at 3 a.m., my phone's dinging with an email from somebody who just called about a question, uh, a legal issue. Okay. And so while I may not get back to them at 3 a.m., I'm getting back to them next morning. But somebody, and, but call any time of day. Any time. Right. Our phone's never closed. 215-227-2727. And with that, we wrap up another episode of Court Radio. We'll be back next Saturday, same time, same place, and we look forward to seeing you then.